Genesis 1, verse 26. And God said, let us, that's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl or birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In whose image? In God's image. And what did we already establish that God is? God is the husband man. God is the gardener. Glory to God. We'll see that again here in a minute. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. What did he do? He made them and he said, be blessed. The word blessed is the Hebrew word barak. And he spoke empowerment over them. He gave them life. The Bible says he breathed into the nostrils of man. When you speak, what comes out of your mouth? Air. Air. He breathed into their nostrils. What did he breathe? Adam. He said, Adam. And now Adam was. Life went in. If you have a dead situation, you can resurrect that situation. I said you can resurrect it. You can resurrect it. Lazarus was dead for four days. And Jesus resurrected that situation. What did he say? Come forth. You can resurrect your situation. You say my marriage is dead. It ain't going to work. That my husband's been crazy for 20 years. He's still crazy. He's a drinker. He's this. He's that. You can resurrect that dead situation with the word of God. The word of God will go as seed into your world and change your world. And God blessed them, empowered them, enabled them, graced them. And God said unto them, he gave them a purpose. Their purpose was be fruitful. Be fruitful. Amen. Be fruitful. Be fruit. What's he saying? Go get a harvest. I bless you. Go get a harvest. You're my children. I'm the gardener. You're a gardener. Go get a harvest. He said, be fruitful and multiply. And what? Replenish. What's replenish mean? It means restock. Restock the earth. Oh yeah, restock the earth. Our job in the kingdom of God is to make disciples. Amen. It's to replicate. Amen. Glory to God. Restock the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over it. Over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that, that moveth upon the earth. Now, go to chapter 2 and look at verse 15. Well... Show you something else here. Where does it say God planted a garden in Eden? Verse 8. Uh, Genesis 2, verse 8. And the Lord God, well, let's back up. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed, that's Jehovah. 
Jehovah, God, formed man of the dust of the ground. So man was already made in chapter 1, but man didn't have a body yet. Man was alive. God said this is good. But now he doesn't have a body to till the ground. He doesn't have a body to till the ground. Back up to verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Now man was already made. God made male and female, made he them. But they didn't have a body. And to be a gardener on the earth, you've got to have a body. Anybody ever seen a spirit shoveling dirt? A spirit can't shovel dirt. Now the spirit in the body can, but you got to have a body in order to operate on the earth. So he makes a body for them. Notice, and man became a living soul. Now, there are, a, there are Jewish writings by the rabbis and scribes of old, and there is a book, it's five books uh, from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It's called the Hamash. And the Hamash are these ancient writings, and what they define this Hebrew word soul, which is nefesh in the Hebrew, is that man became a speaking spirit. His spirit now had dominion and voice on the earth. Why did Adam need a voice on the earth? So he could garden. What was his gardening tool? Words. These words are now going to be able to create his garden. You know what the biggest issue was when, when Satan came into the garden? He didn't use his voice. He stood there while his woman was being tempted and did nothing. Did nothing. All he had to do was open his mouth and say, be gone. Shut up. That serpent, you would have seen a zipper fly across its mouth. It wouldn't have been able to talk if it wanted to. Why? Because he was the gardener. His job was two things. Let's drop down now to verse 15. Well, verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. I just wanted to prove this point. God is a what? A gardener. What did he plant? Man, he planted a whole city. Huge city. If you want an idea of how big God's cities are, the holy city of the New Jerusalem is 1,500 miles in one direction, 1,500 miles in the other direction, and 1,500 miles up. Whatever 1,500 times 1,500 is, that'll tell you the square footage of this city. It's in the millions. It's huge. He plants, he plants Eden now uh, in the garden. Now verse 15. Or in the field, I should say. Plants the garden in the field. Verse 15. And the Lord God took the man. What is this man? Adam. Who else is he? God's son. What else is he? He's a gardener. And he puts him into Eden to what? Say dress it and keep it. Say it again. Say it again. 
Say it again. Now dress it means that he was to cultivate it. He was to put the seed in, keep the weeds out, water it, take care of it. Then he was supposed to also do what? Keep it. What's keep it mean? Guard it. Protect it. Like Jesse Duplantis says, God was saying to him, snake coming. Snake coming. So what did he need to do? Protect the garden. Because the garden was what? His world. Your world is framed by your words. You don't like your harvest. What do you need to do? Change your technique. What are you saying? What are you saying about your finances? What are you saying about your health? What are you saying about your future? What are you saying about your whatever? Are you saying what God says? Or are you saying what the devil is saying? Because you're saying one of the two. You're either saying what God said, or you're saying what the devil said. Oh no, pastor, I have my own thoughts. No, you don't. You got pride. You think you got your own thoughts, but you don't have your own thoughts. You either got God's thoughts, or you got the devil's thoughts. There's no, the Ecclesiastes tells us there is nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Amen. Amen. Satan does his same old tricks that he's been doing for thousands and thousands of, year, of years. To dress it and to keep it. Now chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now the moment that question came in, did she know the answer? Yes, yeah, she did. She knew the answer. Because when they were given this mandate, they were both given it, male and female. Both of them were given the mandate. And, and notice this. Drop down for a second and look at verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree was desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her. And gave also to her husband, underline with her. Where was the man? I mean, it just blows me away when you think about it. When you know what to do, and you just sit there and let your beautiful. I mean, this woman, she was so gorgeous that when he named her, he said, whoa, man. <laughs> and, and, and you know what he was thinking? Whoa, man. Can I get a male amen? Amen. And he sits. I don't believe he was standing. I don't even think he was sitting. I think he was laying down. Maybe he had his head propped up and probably chewing on a banana. <laughs> and he lets his woman deal with the tempter. Lazy man. Lazy. Lazy. 
You know, the Bible says that the diligent are the ones who prosper. And I'm not talking just finances, but we know that that's true in every area. But a lazy man, the Bible says, will perish. Adam perished. All he had to do was stand up and say, shut up. That's all he, he didn't even have to say, get out of my garden. All he had to do is say, shut up. Or he could have said, die. Or like Star Trek, he could have said, evaporate. And he would have been gone just like that. What you say or what you don't say will directly affect your harvest. If you stay there and you shut up and you don't say a word, you're not going to be able to affect your harvest. You are called to be a professional gardener. I'm going to close in just a second. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Do you, are you seeing this today? Yes. Are you getting this? Yes. How many, you, you, you don't have to raise your hand, but, but the Holy Ghost is convicting you. Yes. Now when he convicts you, he doesn't condemn you. The Bible says God is not the condemner. It is Jesus Christ who has justified us. He loves us. He is not condemning us. So if you're sensing guilt or condemnation, shake that off right now. Shake it off right now. I said shake it off right now. Amen. All you got to do is make the adjustment. From this day forward. Now, this is a perfect time, too. This is May. June 1st, we're going to go out there and plant our new flowers. This is, hard, this is right now time to plant the seed. And by the end of the summer, you watch if your world has not significantly changed. Significantly changed. Significantly changed. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember, through faith we understand these principles. And he that comes to God must first believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So now is the time to get diligent about your farming techniques and begin to change what you've been doing with your field so that you can get the harvest that you desire. Anybody in here want a good harvest? Get busy. You do, all you got to do is take today's message. Today's message will give you everything you need. Because you don't have to understand how it's going to grow. All you have to understand is I got to put seed in the ground and I got to watch it. I got to guard it, cultivate it. Guard it, cultivate it. And in three months, harvest is coming. Where am I going? Hebrews 10. Verse 23, you are a professional gardener. Amen. If you're not, time to grow up. Yes. Verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Let's all say it out loud together. Ready? Read. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised now profession if you're going to profess it's the same word as confess what you're saying out of your mouth what you're confessing we are called to be professional gardeners what is the seed that we are to sow 
the word of God. This word, confession or profession, is homologio. It comes from two Greek words, homas and logos. Did I say it right? Homas and logos. Come on, say it. Homas. We're not talking about Middle Eastern chickpeas, hummus. Homas and logos. Homas means one of the very same kind. One of the very same kind. Same kind. What, what are we talking about now? When we're sowing, what are we sowing? We're sowing words. Words are our seed. We're sowing the very same kind. Now the word logos is word. Specifically, everywhere in the word of God, it's, it's scripture. Logos is the scripture, the written word. When Jesus was being tempted of the devil, what did he say to the devil? It is written. He spoke the Logos. So as a gardener, all you need to do is get out your gardening book and read the directions. Let us hold fast our profession of faith without wavering. Homos, one of the very same kind. Logos, words. So you're speaking the same words that God speaks. And when you speak the same words that God speaks, you're going to get a harvest as the children of the Most High should get. Amen. A harvest of victory. Yes. A harvest of life. Yes. A harvest of healing. Yes. A harvest of, of uh, reconciliation in your marriage. Yes. A harvest of reconciliation with your children. Yes. What you say is what you're going to get. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. Let's just stand to our feet and worship him for a minute. Glory to God. Come on, close your eyes for a minute. Lift your hands. Thank God for his word this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, Father, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. How many in here are going to make a decision to take this word today and utilize it in your life? I mean, really make a quality decision. All right, then let's get our faith involved right now. We're going to pray. And we're going to release our faith. Just say this after me and mean it with your heart. Heavenly Father, I see in your word that you are a gardener. And I am your son. Because you're a gardener, you've made me a gardener. So I thank you for blessing me. And I ask you, to give me understanding and teach me the proper technique to harvest, to sow, to cultivate, to protect my garden, which is my world. I pray for your will to be done in every area 
of my harvest. Help me to bring forth good harvest to bring you glory, to establish your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.